Hello, neighbor. You are listening to the New Garden Church Podcast. We're glad you're here. This year, we are walking through the whole Bible together as a church family, day by day and week by week. We meet at 10 a.m. at DuPont Tyler Middle School in Hermitage, Tennessee. You can join us in person or catch our online gatherings by checking out our website at online. We would love to hear from you. This week, Madeline provided a message geared towards high school graduates for our Senior Sunday. We hope that you enjoy what you hear today and check back in with us again soon. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Senior Sunday. If you've been with us for any part of 2021, you know that we've been in a series called Long Story Short, but today we are taking a little break and making a detour because it is Senior Sunday and we want to celebrate our class of 2021. We have two seniors this year, Madison Newbell. She is graduating from McGavick High School and attending Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University in the fall. And Mo Alhaznawi is graduating from the Academy at Opry Mills, and he is going to be headed to boot camp to join the U.S. Marine Corps in the fall. So if you want to send them a gift or a note of encouragement or any kind of sage wisdom you have for them, I would be glad to pass along some contact info for them or an address that you can send those things to. I'm sure they would be so grateful. And if you can remember back to when you were graduating from high school or you were at some sort of transitionary period in your life, I'm sure you can remember that it's a little bit nerve wracking, that you're not always sure what the future holds. It can be a little bit daunting, but it's also exciting. Um, And so I wanted to gather up some good advice from my Instagram followers to share with our seniors. Um, I took a poll on my Instagram story recently and asked what advice or wisdom people would share with seniors graduating from high school. And these are some of the responses that I got. Keep being you, keep having fun. Whatever it is, it probably won't be important in five years. Find some good college parents. Go to church, do hard things, allow yourself and others to have a clean slate. Listen to the adults around you who care about you. Stay true to who you are. No one has it all figured out, literally no one. Don't worry if things don't go the way you planned. That idea came up several times in the responses. And you're probably thinking of something maybe that you wish you knew when you were a senior or when you were entering into some sort of transition in your life. And like I said, I would love for you to be able to pass along that wisdom and advice to our seniors this year. And I want to share some wisdom this morning that has really stood the test of time. Um, wisdom that was offered to people who were facing a scary moment in their lives where they weren't sure what was going to happen. And so this morning, we're going to be looking at the uh, book of Philippians chapter four, where Paul is writing a letter to the Philippians to this group of house churches that he has established. And 
he's not able to be with them because he is in prison. And we know the story of Paul that he used to be a person that persecuted Christians. And then he had this intense encounter with God. And now he is a Christian and being persecuted for his faith. And so he's writing to the church in Philippi and he's encouraging them. He's reminding them on how to live well in a Christ-like way. And here in chapter four, we're going to see that he kind of moves on from any pretty language and gets down to the nitty gritty. His sentences get really choppy and it's like, remember this and remember this and don't forget to do this. And so this is some advice that I think Paul was really urging the Philippians to remember when they too were facing kind of an uncertain future, the risk of being persecuted for their faith. So the stakes are high. That's our setting. And we're picking up in Philippians 4, 4, which says, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Now, knowing what we know about Paul and about the situation that the Philippians are in, this seems kind of outlandish, right? I wonder if somebody was reading this letter and they were like, always be full of joy in the Lord. And they're like, did I read that right? And then he says it again for emphasis. I say it again, rejoice. Paul has found something that is more constant than any circumstance we can encounter. He is literally in prison for his faith, and he is reminding his fellow Christians that they still have a reason to have joy because of the relationship that they have in God, because of the hope they have in Jesus. There's always a reason to have joy, which seems so counterintuitive to us. And in addition to that, there were Christians during this time who wanted to appear very pious. And so they would wear black clothing and have like somber facial expressions. And so Paul is reminding his friends, the Philippians, that there's a reason to rejoice. Don't forget to always be full of joy in the Lord, because there's always a reason to have unwavering joy, because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So going on, in verse five, Paul says, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Remember how I said these ideas kind of seem all smushed together and not fully like a coherent thought. He's just saying a whole lot of good stuff right in a row. So he says, rejoice, be joyful. Now be gentle and the Lord is near. And this word gentleness can also be translated as kindness or consideration. And so be kind to people. But he says, be kind to all. Let your kindness be evident to all. These people who are facing some really scary stuff. And he reminds them that the Lord is near, that they're not alone, even in moments that seem uncertain whether it is moving away from home and going to college or being persecuted for your faith. Those are both scary situations to be in and being alone makes them even scarier. But Paul is saying the Lord is near. You're not in this by yourself. And he goes on in verse six, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything 
Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Don't worry is easier said than done, right? If you have ever been really concerned or stressed about a situation and someone tells you, like, don't worry about it, it's all going to be fine, that probably doesn't make you feel a lot better. It probably is just like, okay, I get it. But Paul doesn't say, don't worry, like, just don't care about it. You can be apathetic to it. It doesn't matter that much. The way you feel doesn't matter. No, he has just told them that the Lord is near. And he says, don't worry. Instead, pray about everything. On Wednesday nights recently, we've been talking about habits that help us to connect with God and build on our relationship with God. And one thing we talked about was prayer and how when you're building a relationship with someone, you talk to them. Not just about the hard things or things that you want from that person, but about the good stuff and the scary stuff and everything in between. So Paul is saying, invite God in to that worry because he is there for you. The Lord is near. And he's echoing something we see in Psalm 145, which says, the Lord is near to those who call on him. God is right there with us. God is not leaving us in these moments of transition, these moments of fear. God is right there with us. Um, And he goes on and says, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. That must be what Paul is experiencing right now to even be able to write this. Like I said, it's not offering apathy to where you just don't care anymore about what is going on that's hard, but instead a peace that's constant, the way that our joy can be constant. And Paul is literally in prison and he's saying this is like a protective kind of peace. It's a peace that is going to guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. That is a comfort, right? So the Lord is near. And when we invite God into these things, into these moments of change, these moments of fear in our lives, we will experience this peace that is so much greater than even we can understand. Um, and he's got a little bit more wisdom for us here in verses eight and nine. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. So Paul is saying, here's your focus. Like all this mess is happening around you. I've told you like things around you are going to change, but there's constant joy to be had in God. God is not going to leave you alone. The Lord is near. There's peace to be had in relationship with God. And even if 
you're in a moment, you forget all of this, come back to things that are true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. And I think it's important to point out here that Paul does not say, fix your thoughts on the next time you meet with your house church. And so that's going to be an awesome time. Or for us, like fix your thoughts on your favorite worship song and the next time you're going to get to sing it at church or whatever that might be. But instead he says, whatever is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Another thing we've talked about recently on a Wednesday night is looking for the way God works in our lives around us. And the more we open our eyes and look for that, the more we're going to see things around us that are true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. So basically, don't limit your experience of God to be just when you remember to open your Bible or you remember to go to church, but rather to expand your experience with God to all around your life, to keeping your eyes open and completely integrating that into our lives as a whole. And that can be our focus throughout the day. You know, you're walking throughout your day. You see these things that are good. And just like Paul said, we can pray to God, thanking God for that because the Lord is near all around us. And he says, the God of peace will be with you. He's driving home that point that God is not going to leave you alone. That we are never alone, even in moments that are hard or scary or just different. That we are not alone and that we get to look all around our lives and see God at work. Um, Because let's face it, even our seniors are old enough to have had a situation that has not gone to plan and the frustration that that can bring. I think the end of their high school career is probably a perfect, experience, a perfect example of what you would not expect. But Paul is reminding us to fix our thoughts on these things instead of getting bogged down in what is so easy to get bogged down in. Um, and the good news is, that we don't have to do this alone, right? We know that. That's why you're online right now, because you don't want to do it alone. That we get to do this together. We get to support each other. And I want to leave us with a blessing and a prayer for our seniors as they move on to this next phase of life. This is a blessing that Moses and Aaron gave to the Israelites in number six. It says, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. That's it for this time. Thank you for checking in with us and we'll be back with another episode next week.